0: Welcome to Winning is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Adults, we have all the answers, right? We know the problems, and we know the solutions. Well, not today. I hope you'll stick around and check out part two of my talk with high school junior Ellington Andrews. TeamSnap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. As you start thinking about your spring sports season, the TeamSnap app can help you spend more time focusing on coaching and less time worrying about the team management side of things. Even in this preseason time, coaches can use the app to start building relationships with players and parents through the messaging features. Plus, once your spring schedule is ready, put it on the app for parents to easily sync to their calendars. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit TeamSnap.com winning for more information. Don't you love it when you're right? When you have a hunch and it pays off? That's how I'm feeling right now after inviting Ellington Andrews to join me as a guest on Winning Is Not Everything. No offense to some of the amazing coaches, athletes, and dignitaries that I've had the great pleasure to interview in recent months, but it was quite refreshing to speak to a young man with a bright future, a young man who shared openly about his experiences and his insights, including on the recruiting process. Listen in and let me know what you think on social media afterwards. For now, let's jump into part two of my conversation with Ellington Andrews. Ellington, so you come out of COVID and, you know, you're, you're doing well. At what point did you feel like, you know, because that's a big deal when you're moving from from Maryland to North Carolina. Like, tell me about that process of, of making that big decision with your family.
1: Yeah, so that decision, I say, Moving, that was really hard just because I lived in Maryland my whole life. So I had all my friends from Maryland. I really did not want to move. So my mom got a a job here uh, at Blue Cross Blue Shield. So she got a high position working here. So, you know, we moved the whole family out. So that was just really hard. I I believe I moved. I moved here at the start of my seventh grade year. So I still got, Mm -hmm. I had two years of middle school here in North Carolina. But I just say like, you know, I, I really wanted to stay in North Carolina. I mean, in Maryland at the time. But, you know, now that me as a older and a more mature looking back at it, like, I really think that moving to North Carolina was was good at the time for me. Just because, like, I don't think I would be where I am now with, like, you know, school, athletics and everything if I stayed in Maryland. So it was just it was a hard transition at the time. But, you know, I'd say it was it was worth it, you know, in the long run.
0: Ellington, how old were you when you were thinking I know because I know your ambitions are there to be a professional soccer player, but how old were you when that really was something like, yeah, this is what I want to pursue?
1: Yeah, there's always been, you know, I've always, you know, since I started playing soccer, everybody said, I want to be a pro. Well, you know. Didn't, I feel like it didn't really come to, like, I really want to be a pro until, you know, that freshman year is when that was first year of high school soccer. So it's when you start to see, like, the levels. I feel like that's when I went to my first professional game. It wasn't, It's mm-hmm. I went to a USL 1 game just to a local club in North Carolina. And it's just seeing the atmosphere and everything at those games, you know, fans cheering for you and everything. It's just like, man, I really like want to do this. You know, it's just nice to see that. And then, you know, once you really start to see your like yourself developing as well, the dream starts to become more of a reality too. So that's just a big thing.
0: I think one of the things I like is that I think you recognize, you're mature enough to recognize how hard it's going to be, but you seem to be having fun in the process. How do you balance that where, where you still have fun and enjoy this, but have these big dreams that are really hard to achieve?
1: Yeah, so that's, that's, that's a great question, just because in the United States, it's definitely harder to get to the professional level that most kids want to achieve, you know, going to the World Cup, you know, that's definitely a, a big feat, but, you know, just... I really just, I think I enjoy the game so much that it's just, I feel like even stress-free when I'm playing. So it's like, it's more of a stress reliever than like a stress bu- a stress builder when I'm playing. Mm-hmm. For some people, I really just try to enjoy the game as much as I can. Cause you know, I try to train hard outside of the game so that when I'm playing, I've developed my skills so much that, you know, I can just have fun and enjoy the game. Try to just block out all distractions and you know, do what I, what I know best really.
0: I watched some footage of you and you seem very confident on the ball as a center back and then it, it seems like you're planning ahead, right? You're not just reacting to things, but it looks like you're, you are you kind of have an idea of what you want to do, you know, especially when you're carrying that ball. How did you kind of develop those traits?
1: Yeah, so, you know, besides watching Manchester United, you know... <laughs> I just say developing that, but you know, but really just watching other center backs do that is really just a trait that I kinda of developed. When I first came to North Carolina, I didn't play center back. I played in the middle. I played center mid. So really just having those attributes from playing in the middle of the field, you know, you have to have vision, you know, awareness, you know, checking your shoulders constantly. It's just traits that I take to playing center back. So it's just like Having those traits playing a center back is always just a big plus just because, you know, your center backs aren't usually the most technical players. So when you have that, it's just that. And then knowing the game from watching so much soccer is just such a plus when I'm playing is how I'm able to be more technical on the ball than the average
0: center back. So you're a junior. What's it like going through the recruiting process?
1: Uh, Yeah, the recruiting process was it's been it's a movie. It's it's a roller coaster. So, you know, of course the you can't officially be recruited until your June fifteenth of your after your sophomore year. So the recruitment process is definitely it's it's a roller coaster really. So it's exciting as well. So you just gotta enjoy it. You know, colleges start reaching out to you in your sophomore year, you get really excited you know, it's pressure as well, just because, you know, every game you just, you know, my diet always tells me, you just never know who's watching. So mm-hmm. it's really just a learning process as well, just because you can't really do the same things that you would do when you're a kid, because college coaches have a high, higher expectation, you know, there could be someone watching you at all times. So it's really just, it's helped me build as a player as well, just because it's really like helped me learn how, you know, going to College camps over the summer helped me see how like these colleges really go through everything. And I've been on a couple visits as well. So just seeing the behind the scenes with everything, with the coaches, how they think, and then seeing like how the college players that are in college now, like their mentalities are just different than like the average player. So you're just getting to see that throughout the recruitment process has really helped me build and grow as a player just being, you know, recruited by a bunch of top teams, you just know you're always being watched. You always gotta, you know, be on your top game. There's not really time to be just. You can't have those colleges. Of course, good that you're a kid, but there's higher expectations this time.
0: What was that first time when like a college coach reached out to you? What was that like?
1: Yeah, that was exciting. You know, it was, you know, so June 15th is the day that you can get recruited officially. So on June 15th, I don't forget, this was June 15th, like 12 a.m., 12.01, you know, all the like three big schools uh, texted me Wake Forest you know, Pitt, a bunch of big schools just texting me, like introducing themselves. That was when me my parents were like, oh, wow, this is like officially starting. So it was, it was just exciting to see that those messages come in, just, you know, saying that they're interested. That was the beginning of a long process as well. So it was just, it was really nice to get those we're interested in you messages every time mm-hmm. It just boost your confidence a little bit more.
0: I remember asking this of Jalen Suggs, you know, who uh, who's now in the NBA with the Magic and like you, at your age, had aspirations to, you know, to keep playing at the next level. And Ellington, what, what would you change about the recruiting process from a student athlete perspective, right? I mean, I, I get the rules of the NCAA and stuff, but what would you change about it? What do you think should be different?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree that it's very stressful, especially after, you know, once you start getting offers and everything, colleges start to either pick it up, you know, just because they realize, oh, we really want this kid. We want him to be at our program. So it's definitely stressful having, you know, calls every every other day. So it's, if I had to change anything, I don't know if the the June 15th rule is, you know, certainly necessary. I don't think that, yeah, that's that's definitely the rule that I would change if I had to change a rule, the June 15th rule. Maybe just... So that could spread out the recruitment process because, you know, it kind of just keeps the making it on from teeth that junior year, junior and senior year can have like, especially if you're a top athlete, wanted to be committed by your junior, senior year, you're going to have, you know, a lot of colleges texting you during that time. So it could be stressful having mm-hmm. just a bunch of things going on, plus school, plus even just trying to do well in your sports. So you have to worry about doing well in your sport, and then also worry about colleges, school, and all that. So I just think spreading the rule back to maybe just freshman year, then that would space out the process a little bit, make it a little less stressful, a little less jumbled and everything. I think it would (laughs) calm the process a little bit.
0: I've had a chance to ask a lot of coaches, what do they look for in student-athletes they recruit? But I'm curious, asking you, Ellington, what do you look for when, when programs reach out to you? What matters to you and your family?
1: Yeah. So I definitely, well, I'll answer for my family first. So mm-hmm. I, my family, of course, wants to see me play. So as a, uh, in college. So I think the number one thing for them is just, I think they want me to feel like it's a good fit for me. You know, that's the, they care about me first, but for their personal needs, I think they would love a school that's not too far from them. I think, they would, I think they would love that, especially in North Carolina. You know, there's a bunch of these you know, Dukes, UNCs. They would love a school that's close where a family can come watch me play as well. But that's just, you know, that's, you know, a little greedy thing that parents always want. <laughs> but, you know, for me, I'd say like the big things that I look for, I look for, you know, a family fit, you know, like a fit that feels like home, really. Like if I can really see myself at this college. And then look for that, of course, look for good academics just because academics is always really important to my family and to me as well. So if I can see myself there and then The players as well, I think that's a big thing. So, you know, going on these visits, you get to, you're around these players a lot. So, I mean, if you're going on these visits and you don't like the players, then of course you're not going to like the team because you're going to have to be with them every day. I mean, like, you know, when you go on these visits or like the one coach told me, like, you're going to be seeing these kids more than you see your family when you commit to these colleges. So that's a big thing. So liking the team is a, a big factor as well. And then the coaching staff is a big thing. I always look for that. And then one thing my dad always tells me like, you want the team to want you as much as you want them. So you don't want to feel like you're forcing them to recruit you or anything. So just being wanted at a school is really important. And even though, of course, you're talking to them, they're, of course, interested. But the more that a team wants you is just always a little more attractive to me just because I want to play in my, like, I don't want to really wait until, I mean, you know, some people wait till like a, a junior year to play. Junior, senior year, I wanted to play from like the start, really.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. Also, I've launched a new newsletter, The Youth Sports Sanctuary, which aims to provide a safe space to ask questions and engage in discussions on the important challenges and issues in youth sports. Before I close, though, my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, and I are thrilled to present our Coach of the Month. We want to shine the spotlight on coaches in youth sports who are making a positive impact on young student-athletes. And we want to recognize Dante Prevett, who leads the planning and execution of coach education initiatives for the Philadelphia Youth Sports Collaborative. Among many other roles, Dante is the creator of NFL Flag Philly, and he's in his 15th year of coaching tackle and flag football, rugby, lacrosse, and basketball. Congratulations, Dante. Last but not least, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, the go-to app to help you have a successful spring sports season. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.